This is District Sentinel Radio, the loudest newscast on the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Internate is not a worker studios in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Continuing our coverage at the top of the show of Elon Musk's Twitter habits. The Elon Musk meltdown now entering month four. Month four, a new dimension. Some might argue a market manipulating dimension. Mm. Did, did Elon I, Musk break the law on Twitter again? I don't know. Uh, probably not. Probably not. I, I don't think he uh, he has. But either way, it, even if he didn't, it's it's kind of a, a capitalism telling on itself, in my opinion. But either way, let, 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 let's just continue here. So yesterday, Elon, our sweet spaceship boy, <laughs> he, he tweeted out of the blue, quote, am considering taking Tesla private. At, at $420 per share. He didn't write per share. He just wrote, I'm considering t- taking Tesla private at 420 Might wanted me to respond nice to it. R- cool. Probably. And, and, and also funding secured. So everything about this seems like it's directed at people on the internet. From, <sighs> from the 420 to the tweet to everything else. The whole funding secured. Funding <laughs> secured. Anyway, after this tweet, Tesla stock... It was well. It went from three hundred forty dollars, three hundred forty-two dollars per share, and it jumped up to uh, above three hundred seventy dollars per mm. share. Mm. Kind of seems like he's uh, he's just doing this because he knows Tesla's going bankrupt, and he doesn't want people to own him online with <laughs> with uh, screen caps of the stock going way down. <laughs> uh, it was interesting. MSNBC of all places was uh, speculating this might have to do with news of a major Saudi investor in Tesla. Uh, that Elon Musk might be embarrassed about. But look, if he's not planning on taking this private and he was just lying to jack up his stock price, that could be illegal behavior. It could be. It could be. That said, the Financial Times was reporting that uh, some independent board was was evaluating a buyout plan, but that it was still in a very early stage. And uh, I don't know. Maybe it's legit. But like I said, even if it is legit, maybe it's intended just to uh, to save some embarrassment with Tesla, with questions about Tesla's profitability. Perhaps, perhaps. Hello to everyone watching at home or at work on the live stream. That's uh, Kevin, Luke, Randall, Tina, Keister, all y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Jeremy, Kevin, $5 a month on Patreon. You can have access to our live stream www.patreon.com slash district sentinel you could also get access to all sorts of bonus content including friday sentinel cast you also get the zine that's coming out later this week or over the weekend next week yeah early next week before uh yeah we're, we're taking half of next week off sk1's going out of town we'll have a zine out before that yep um also you get your own poem a haiku read on the air by the two sams and we're gonna read it with Uh, A few of them, right now. This is for Christopher. 
I want seven days sitting in a plastic pool filled up with ice cream. <laughs> Is that what's going to happen next week when you leave? You're going to sit in a pool filled with ice cream? I wouldn't rule it out. Thank you, Christopher. This one is for Cal. All my heroes are professional wrestlers, except Big Boss Man. Thank you, Cal. I assume Big Boss Man is a heel in the uh, WWF parlance. The ultimate heel because he was a cop. Moving on. Finally, this is for Chris. We had Christopher. Now this is for Chris. All three C's. Chris, Cal, and Christopher. Finally for Chris. Gotta blast some shit. Whoop, whoop. Here I come blasting. (laughs) Five stars, GTA. Uh, We're sick, sick people over here. Thank you, Chris. Thank you once again to all the new subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Help this little plucky news co-op here in Washington, D.C. It's Wednesday, August 8th, 2018. Here's the news. Oh man, love this. Sitting U.S. member of Congress was taken into custody Wednesday morning. U.S. Rep. Chris Collins from New York surrendered to authorities on charges of insider trading. According to the indictment, the Republican, Collins, who sat on the board of pharmaceutical firm Innate Immunotherapeutics while serving as a member of Congress. First off, what the fuck? I guess this is cool, but uh, right there, there should be a problem when someone's serving as a member of Congress and on the board of a corporation. Anyways, Collins got privileged information about the company because he was on the board and immediately shared that privileged information with his family, who in turn dumped stock in the company, saving them more than three quarters of a million dollars. Collins himself couldn't dump stock. He ended up losing $17 million on the stock. Collins reportedly got word that the pharmaceutical firm had failed a key clinical trial, news that essentially meant the company was worthless. Its stock ended up losing more than 90% of its value. Collins was an early and very vocal supporter of one Donald Trump, and the court filing shows that Collins actually received word about the failed clinical trial while he was at the White House at a White House picnic. This was back in 2017, and it was there on the grounds of the White House, that Collins got the ball rolling to commit insider trading by repeatedly phoning his son, then later informing his fiancée and his fiancée's father that the clinical trial had failed. All of them are now criminals for acting on it. Nice job, Chris, bringing down the whole family with you. We here at the Sentinel have reported on Collins before and his relationship with Innate Immunotherapeutics. His name popped up during former Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price's confirmation hearing. Price allegedly purchased shares in the company at the urging of Collins, all while Price was working on legislation that affected the company. I say allegedly, I shouldn't have. He did. He bought this stock while he was legislating and he got the stock tip from 
Collins. It was reported elsewhere around that time that Collins was overheard on the phone in the Capitol bragging about all the members of Congress he had made rich with stock tips. Wonder how many of those members of Congress were able to get out uh, uh, before innate immunotherapeutics crash, and how many of them, if they did get out, received insider trading tips from our boy Chris Collins. The House Ethics Committee, the House Ethics Committee, had already been tipped off on Collins potentially engaged in insider trading and began an investigation last October and found that there was substantial reason to believe that this was indeed the case. House Speaker Paul Ryan suggested that Collins could lose his committee positions while the matter is being adjudicated. Now, Collins denies the allegations and has promised to remain on the ballot in November and win his seat. Just going to say, it's very rare that a member of Congress gets indicted, a sitting member of Congress, particularly one on insider trading charges. You have to be really, really dumb to get caught. And uh, Mr. Collins was pretty fucking dumb in this case. Yesterday was election day in a number of states. In Ohio, Republicans look set to barely hold on to a House seat that has been read since the 80s. Republican Troy Balderson is beating Democrat Danny O'Connor by just 1,754 votes. The race has not yet been called, with more than 3,000 provisional and absentee ballots to count. There was a Green Party candidate in the race, Joe Manchick. He won 1,127 votes, way less than excuse me, way less than the difference between Balderson and O'Connor. But that hasn't stopped liberals from shitting their diapers all day about third-party candidates and the Green Party potentially costing them the race. Heaven forbid you fucks actually have to go out and try to earn votes from people on the left or try to go get turn non-voters into voters. Look, if you would have taken all the votes the Green Party candidate got and added it to the Democratic candidate, he would have just barely squeaked in within the margin of error... And not lost by as much, but maybe a chance would have triggered a recount. Uh, Even if Republicans do cling to the 12th district of Ohio, last night bodes poorly for them. Conservatives heading into the midterm, that is, as do other results. In Missouri, a right-to-work ballot initiative was rejected by more than two-thirds of voters. And in Michigan, Democratic voters outnumbered Republican voters in the gubernatorial primaries by almost 140,000. Speaking of the Michigan governor's race, here's the bad news. Bernie Kratt Abdul El-Sayed lost to dim establishment candidate Gretchen Whitmer. There was no repeat of the Bernie 2016 miracle in Michigan. El-Sayed lost by 22 points. A self-funded creepy millionaire named Sri Thanadar took 17% of the vote. Now the good news from Michigan, the race to fill the seat held by John Conyers was won by Rashida Tlaib. Tlaib is a Palestinian-American. She will be the first Muslim woman to serve in Congress, and she describes herself as anti-war. I'd say all in all a mixed night for the left with El Sayed losing in Michigan, but I don't get how Politico comes up with its headline right now, Bernie and his his army are losing 2018. (laughs) I get it. They just hate Bernie. <laughs> I should also note that Chris Kobach, someone we talked about on the show yesterday, he is winning the Kansas gubernatorial primary by a few hundred votes. A lot of Democrats are happy with that. Uh, forgetting that the last time they rooted for a certain Republican to win a primary, thinking it would be an easy path to victory, they got beat. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. 
Interesting court case in California's Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, where the state and environmental groups are trying to stop the government from waiving environmental laws to build a border wall. The government cited national security to ignore more than three dozen environmental regulations as it hopes to speed up construction of a border wall near San Diego. Plaintiffs in the case, however, question if the laws the government cited in the case, the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act of 1996, they question if that law even applies and whether the government actually does have the authority to waive the environmental laws. The three-judge panel heard oral arguments on Tuesday. According to Courthouse News, there was no indication on when the judges will issue a verdict. A lower court has already sided with the Trump administration on the issue. Now, back in January, DHS Secretary Kirsten Nielsen informed everyone that DHS would waive all environmental regulations for a similar border wall project near El Paso. This is just something they do. More combat and the ongoing trade wars. China retaliated against the U.S. with a new round of tariffs, 25% on $16 billion in goods, effective in two weeks. The taxes will impact vehicles, fiber optics, energy, and other industrial goods, according to the L.A. Times. The penalty imposed by China is equal to one announced yesterday by the Trump administration. The U.S. trade rep unveiled duties on Chinese goods, including motorcycles, fiber optic cables, and railway cars. Interesting note here from Reuters today on the ongoing tit-for-tat. If it's prolonged, China, quote, will run out of U.S. imports to levy as it bought only $130 billion worth of American goods last year. It would likely have to impose penalties on U.S. companies doing business in China to make up the difference, end of quote. Also of note, Chinese state media have been saying that Apple Computer could be collateral damage. An interesting excerpt from a column printed last week in the Global Times and again yesterday in the People's Daily, quote, China is by far the most important overseas market for the U.S.-based Apple, leaving it exposed if Chinese people make it a target of anger and nationalist sentiment. Continuing, China doesn't want to close its doors to Apple despite the trade conflict, but if the U.S. company wants to earn good money in China, it needs to share its development dividends with the Chinese people. What do you think it means, share its development dividends here? I don't know. Trump could be making China communist again. Score yet another one for accelerationism. (laughs) Uh, Let's hope. That is the newscast for today. Let's see what people are saying on the old uh, comment line. We got Jeremy here noting that Governor Northam has just declared a state of emergency in Charlottesville. Guessing this has to do with the one year anniversary of the of the Charlottesville uh, fascist rally. I don't know, Jeremy. Yeah. You can uh, the murder of. Heather are they having Hare. another rally there? I mean, the rally's in D.C. this weekend. Is there another there, one there going on in what, Charlottesville too? There is too? stuff I think going on in Charlottesville too. <sighs> Man, I see. Uh, definitely stuff going on. In I see the YouTube uh, stream is uh, filled with people talking about our GTA stream and how we spent two and a half hours, or I spent two and a half hours, trying to steal a jet from the military base. <laughs> Uh, we've got a suggestion here from Randall that they should just build the border wall out of asbestos. <laughs> Not bad. Eating paint chips to own the libs is what is said. All right. The listener rant line is Maybe blinking. we should build the Pentagon out of asbestos and tear down whatever border wall there is. I don't know. Just another joke. Build the Pentagon out of asbestos. Let's do it. 
Hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. This is Matt from San Francisco. Long time, first time. I uh, just wanted to call in and talk about the insane Trump water tweet. Um, sounds like that might be the first of uh, potentially painful discourse into California water politics, which are just as insane as you think they might be at our drought-addled hellhole. And um, looking forward to this being a big part of the discourse going forward where Trump's support in places like the Central Valley and lots of farming families is constantly at odds with us eco-hippie freaks on the coast. Uh, yeah, but look forward to more insane California water discourse in the future. It's, a, it's really a hell of a trip. Take care. Hmm, interesting. This is not the first time I've heard people from California talk about the crazy water wars that go on yeah. out there. And it's very much imbued in, or intertwined, I should say, in California history and uh, how, how Los Angeles, and, and I know Los Angeles itself, how that developed. And isn't the movie Chinatown, doesn't that have something to do with water in California? Or is it just because that one scene where all that water rushes and hits Jack Nicholson. Does that happen? I haven't seen Chinatown. I got to see it, Chinatown. Yeah, I haven't seen I've seen Big Trouble in Little China. I think it's Kurt Russell in that movie. <laughs> or Patrick Swayze. I get them both mixed up, but I think this one's Kurt Russell. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to ask uh, the weed lawyer, Stephen BC, about all that stuff next time we have him on the show. Maybe he knows about water, too. He might. Hey, what's up? This is the Macho Man Rand Paul's neighbor. Uh, I have a bit of a, I don't know, conspiracy theory about why the Trump administration is trying to scuttle the AOL Time Warner merger. Um, you know, we all know that uh, Trump values loyalty above all else. Um, and Donald Trump is a WWE Hall of Famer, made that famous appearance at uh, WrestleMania where he uh, – sold the Stone Cold Stunner, uh, just the worst that anybody has ever sold it. Uh, but um, Time Warner are the former owners of World Championship Wrestling, WCW, uh, who are the only people who have ever beaten uh, Vince McMahon's WWE in the ratings back in the mid-'90s. So I think maybe Donald Trump might be, uh, you know, sticking it to Time Warner just to – kind of give him a little kick and show uh, Vince McMahon that uh, he's still loyal to him. So, I don't know. Take that as you will. Bye. Interesting theory from Macho Man Rand Paul's neighbor who watches entirely too much wrestling. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it, though. I could also see it. I was a I was a big WCW boy when I was growing up. I watched a lot of WCW. <laughs> then I went back to WWF and then back to WCW. I was a big, uh, really into the NWO skirmishes. I don't give a shit. All right. Uh, one last call today. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. It's me, your pal, uh, Marvin. Hey, uh, I was just calling because I um, haven't seen Jorts in a while. And uh, I don't know. I was wondering uh, if either of y'all might have seen him or heard from him. Uh, I mean, we haven't been able to do our show because, you know, I, I know he's uh, taking the old Oregon Trail out to out to, you know, Oregon where he's living now and uh, haven't really heard much from him. I'm starting to get a little worried. I hope he's all right. Um, anyhow, uh, yeah, uh, keep up the good work. Uh, you guys do a great job with the news. And, uh, yeah, just um, really uh, just just uh, let me know if you find Jorts. 
we really got to do another show. Um, if, if, if you know what happened to him, uh, uh, please don't hesitate to call me back. Okay, uh, bye. Yeesh. Oof. Who's going who's gonna to be the one to let Marvin know? About George, I'm sure he'll find out uh, soon enough. Soon enough, what happened? I don't understand. Why does everybody think they got to take the Oregon Trail to Oregon? Is that that's the only way to get to Oregon nowadays? There are plenty of ways to get to Oregon without the Oregon Trail, which is known to uh, carry diseases, to flood. Lots of bad things can happen on the Oregon Trail. Just take the uh, dang train next time, or listen. Take take the dang. It's called plane. the Oregon Trail, not a Oregon Trail. <laughs> Uh, that is going to do it for the newscast today. Call the rant line 202-684-6108. Sponsors of the show include the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Bryan. You find it at congressionaldish.com. Another sponsor, levelnews.org. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell your friends to listen. No, really. Tell your friends to listen. And tell them to subscribe on Patreon so we can cut into the New York Times' quarterly profit numbers. $40 is way too fucking much. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Whatever you can spare. We'll take it. Newscast is back tomorrow. We're in D.C. So you don't have to be.